Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy NBA Show. My name's Elliot. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy NBA Stats. On today's episode, we go through the rest of the teams and identify some more breakout candidates, including DeJounte Murray, Jonathan Isaac, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. All right, let's get stuck in. Alright, let's get stuck straight into it. Pick up where we left off from Breakouts Part 1. The first team up for today's episode is the Minnesota Timberwolves and the first guy I want to talk about is Josh Okoji. He should get his minutes uh, because of his defense. Ryan Saunders likes yeah, his defense. We saw, we saw him uh, shut down James Harden last season. Uh, he's a good source of steals, but his offense is still pretty limited. Um, he's probably more of a late-round flyer guy. At the moment, he's going undrafted in most leagues, so probably yeah, you could probably wait and... Um, just watch to see what happens in preseason. In the first game um, in preseason, he played 25 minutes. He only had eight points on one of four shooting, but he did go six of six from the free throw line, which is yeah a bit encouraging. Um, but he did have two steals and one block, so that's his main calling card, his defensive stats. The next guy on this list is Jordan Bell, uh, of course, moving from Golden State to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he's pretty dinged up at the moment. He's going to miss the first two preseason games. I was looking forward to seeing what his role would be because if he can get a role in the low 20s, um, yeah, we know he's a good per minute guy for like blocks, steals and rebounds. Uh, we didn't see him have a regular role with Golden State. He fell out of favor with Steve Kerr a bit. Uh, we know they're going to start uh, Bob Covington at uh, power forward this season. So hopefully uh, Bell can soak up some backup center minutes behind Cat and some backup power forward minutes behind Bob Cov. His only other real competition is uh, the new signing, uh, Noah Vonley as well. So I, but I think Jordan Bell was ahead of Vonley for this season. One more guy in the Minnesota Timberwolves is Jarrett Culver. Uh, Coach Ryan Saunders has said that he plans to use him as a secondary ball handler and could even get minutes as the backup point guard. They lost uh, Tyus Jones, but they did bring in Shabazz Napier. Uh, but yeah, it is encouraging that Ryan Saunders has already said that Culver could spend some time as a backup point guard. Uh, in the first preseason game, in 25 minutes, uh, he had 11 points, three rebounds, and two steals. And all that talk of him um, being a ball handler, he had uh, zero assists. So yeah, it's something else to monitor in the rest of their preseason games. Uh, over to the Milwaukee Bucks. To be honest, it's pretty tough to find a breakout candidate on this team. Um, yeah, they're a pretty established team already. But one guy I picked out was Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, Coach Bud loves this guy, uh, but I'm not super confident on this. They did lose Brogdon and Tony Snell, so DiVincenzo could get some minutes on the wing there. Yeah, nothing too exciting for fantasy, really. Just one to monitor. All right, the next team on the list is the New Orleans Pelicans, one of the best teams to watch on League Pass this year. They're just flying up and down the court. Uh, I, I decided to pick Brandon Ingram. Can he finally break out? Uh, change of scenery away from the spotlight of LA could help him just to focus on ball. In the last seven games of the season, he actually averaged 26 points and seven rebounds. So yeah, pretty big numbers, but he still wasn't getting any uh, defensive numbers, no steals, no blocks, or like really low steals and really low blocks. Maybe an Alvin Gentry's uh, new system uh, can help unlock Ingram's defensive potential and we start to see him get some steals and blocks. Um but yeah, don't draft him expecting to have steals and blocks. If it comes along, it's just an added bonus, I guess. 
Over to the New York Knicks, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I know he sort of already broke out last year. In the last few months of the season, he's putting up huge numbers. Uh, Post-All-Star break, he averaged 9 points, 9 rebounds, and a whopping 3 blocks per game, which is crazy. Uh, One thing to watch is Mitch Robb's foul rate, which kept his minutes down last season. But uh, this season, he spoke in an interview that he wants to try keep his fouls down so he's not going to chase so many blocks and try and play better team defense rather than just chasing his own uh, stats. You feel like last year where you relied a lot on athleticism, hmm? are you a smarter defensive player now? About- oh, yeah. Um, now I'm sliding my feet and not sticking my hand in there to get on silly fouls, you know. Um, we just talked about that too, me, Coach, and Julius. So, you know, um, this year should be great. Uh, I shouldn't get no much, you know, that many fouls. Are you willing to give up a few blocks just to be in better position and be like a better team defender, basically? Hmm? Are you willing to give up a few blocks to be in better position, like be a better team defender? Yeah, I mean, I can give up a few blocks, but I'm still challenged to shot, you know. Um, if I don't get it, by 9 times 10, I will alter that shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can give up a few to be a de- uh, better defensive player. But in the first preseason game, he still had four blocks. Yeah, I, I still think he's going to be a huge uh, shot blocker. And just hopefully he tidies up uh, the foul so he can stay on the court for hopefully 30 minutes. Another guy in New York is the rookie RJ Barrett. Uh, he put up some big numbers in the first preseason game, but he did play 39 minutes in that game. Uh, I don't think Fizdale is going to uh, have his rookie play uh, over 35 minutes a game in the regular season. Uh, he likes to make his rookies earn it like he did with Kevin Knox um, last year. He reckons he's an old-school coach. Um, but yeah, I just don't trust Fizdale's rotations. They're pretty frustrating. I tend to try and avoid drafting um, Knicks players. Yeah, it just saves you the headache of not knowing who's going to play or how many minutes they're going to play on a daily basis. Next team up is Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm pretty high in this guy. It's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He was the centerpiece for OKC in the Paul George trade. So I think they'll be wanting to pump as many minutes as they can into Shea. Um, I know Chris Paul's there, Dennis Schroeder's there, uh, but definitely SGA is the, the point guard of the future for this team. In the first preseason game, it was pretty promising. Uh, Billy Donovan decided to start a three-point guard lineup with uh, yeah, Gilgis Alexander, Chris Paul, and Dennis Schroeder all starting. In that game, uh, SGA put up 24 points, four rebounds, a block. He went four of eight from three, and that was just in 26 minutes. So his role was definitely safe there, regardless of how many point guards they got. And if an eventual Chris Paul trade does go down, uh, Shea's value will just skyrocket. All right, over to the Orlando Magic. And the guy I got is John Isaac. I think he's going to have a massive season. Um, he was on all the breakout lists for last year, but I think it was a bit premature. Yeah, just one one year early for John Isaac. Um, but now he looks like an absolute monster. He's also allegedly grown to seven foot now. I uh, tweeted out a video the other day from Orlando Media Day. And he's standing next to Mo Bamba, and they're about the same height, which is crazy. So Isaac could be a seven foot uh, wing which is mental. He's, uh, they also released some videos of him working on some um, moves with Tracy McGrady, uh, big T-Max. So yeah, sure, that could help as well. Um, his teammates have been pumping up all, all season as well. Uh, interview with Terrence Ross saying he's got the stature of a giraffe, but he moves like a lion. I'm insane. Like I told y'all, J.I. is a different type of player, man. He's, he can do a lot of things. And his length, his speed, his agility. He's super smart at the defensive end. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be a big part of our, our defense. He's going to be that spark plug every night that, that ignites us and um, you know, can turn things around in you know, a few possessions. So, uh, you know, he, we're going to rely on him a lot for that. 
Hey man, I gave him a name, he gave me mine. It's all good. Whatever he calls me is, is what he calls me. <laughs> so yeah, just all all good reports in preseason about John Isaac, and it's good to see that he's backing it up. Um with some huge numbers in preseason, getting like four steals a game, a couple of blocks, assists, the rebounds are there, he's scoring as well. So, yeah, I think a big season's ahead for John Isaac. Over to Philadelphia 76ers. No, it's not Ben Simmons after hitting that huge three and the crowd going mental, but uh, it's Zaya Smith. He missed most of last season because he had a bad reaction to that peanut allergy that he didn't know he had. One of the weirdest stories of last season. Uh, he looked good in summer league uh, this year. He's like crazy athletic, but yeah, he's only a really a, a deep league guy. Uh, one guy that I'm more impressed with, and I think might have skipped uh, Z- Isaiah Smith in the rotation already, is the rookie Matisse Thybul. He projects to be this team's w- uh, best wing defender. Uh, in the first preseason game, he put up ten points, three steals, two blocks in just seventeen minutes. This team's going to be crazy on defense. They've got uh, Josh Richardson is like one of the best wing defenders. They've got Ben Simmons, a good defender. Joel Embiid. They added Al Horford as well as one of the best uh, team defenders. And now they've got Matisse Thybul. Coming out of college, yeah, he's just touted as a defensive stopper. But it looks like he's got a bit of an um, offensive game as well. He's worked on that jump shot. But yeah, it's a defensive numbers that gets you excited. Three steals and two blocks in 17 minutes. Uh, I think it's, yeah, he's definitely one to monitor in preseason. I think he can carve out a 20-minute role and he'll be valuable if he does. All right, over to the Phoenix Suns. I've got McCall Bridges down here. Although he's dealing with a knee issue at the moment, he could sit out most of the preseason. Uh, he's allegedly put on eight pounds during the offseason. Uh, of course, I'm not from America. I'm from Australia. And we use like kilograms down here. So I was just curious. I went to convert the eight pounds to kilograms. It's only three kilos, so... Yeah, not a massive amount of mass he put on. Um, they could have t- done the the weigh-in and he could have gone and done a, like a massive shit and he would have lost three kilos again anyway. So, yeah, don't don't believe this. Uh, he's put on three kilos of muscle in the off-season. Um, probably just had a big buffet that day or something. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy for threes and steals in your later rounds. Um, he can play anywhere from SGE to PF. He's pretty versatile. But yeah, I'm not sure I just trust the uh, Suns rotations at the moment. Another guy from Phoenix is Kelly Oubre. Put up massive numbers towards the back end of last season. In the last two months of the year, he put up 20.8 points, 5.6 rebounds, 1.9 steals, and two threes a game. Yeah, just obviously massive numbers. Again, I'm not 100% sure how the Suns rotation will look on opening night. And there's all this talk of Aiton wanting to play uh, Powell Ford and Aaron Baines starting at center. Um, so yeah, another thing, a position battle, I guess, to keep an eye on in preseason. All right, over to the Portland Trailblazers. I'm pretty big on this guy, Zach Collins. He's penciled in as the starting power forward for the Blazers this season after they released uh, Al Farouk Aminu and Mo Harkless. Uh, they're pretty thin uh, with bigs at the moment. It's pretty much Hassan Whiteside at center, Zach Collins at power forward, and the, his backup is Anthony Tolliver. Uh, Scala Bissier is there as well. He had a pretty big game, but I'm pretty confident Zach Collins will get over 30 minutes this year. Uh, in the first preseason game, he played at power forward next to Whiteside. Um, he also played some backup center minutes alongside Le Bissier. Uh, he ended up with 10 points, 6 rebounds in 24 minutes. So a pretty good start for him. Um, 
yeah, I expect big things from him. You know, he can block shots as well, and um, he hits threes for a big man. But he's another one that uh, fouls quite a lot. His foul rate was huge last season, so hopefully he's rectified that. Another guy in Portland is Anthony Simons. Portland GM uh, Neil Olshay recently said in an interview that Anthony Simons is the most talented player he's ever drafted with Portland, which is a huge call um, considering he's drafted Lillard and McCollum as well. So a massive amount of praise for Anthony Simons. Uh, I think they're just trying to give, give him some confidence heading into the season. He's expected to run the point with the second unit and he can play off the ball as an SG as well. Uh, there's not, yeah, there's no other point guards on this um, roster at all. So a combination of Lillard, McCollum, and Anthony Simons are going to be the main ball handlers on this team. So there's definitely some intrigue with Anthony Simons this season. All right, over to Sacramento Kings. I went with Marvin Bagley. He's going to be the starting power forward alongside Dwayne Dedman at centre. Uh, Luke Walton has already started to use Bagley as a small ball five as well in the preseason. So yeah, a lot of avenues for Bagley to get uh, quite a few minutes this season. Luke Walton has his team flying at a high pace, uh, similar to what the Pelicans are doing. So an overall boost in Sacramento Kings player values for fantasy should be good. Uh, In the first preseason game in India, Bagley had 12 points, five rebounds and two blocks in 30 minutes. Uh, You would like to see those rebound numbers come up a bit, uh, but the increase to 30 minutes is pretty promising. Uh, another guy in Sacramento is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, we'd like to see him get a shot at the starting lineup, but coming off the bench could actually help his value uh, as he's going to handle the ball quite a bit more with the second unit. And I think he's a good contender for the sixth man of the year. Uh, in an interview with Bogdan, he said he expects to play somewhere between 28 and 29 minutes, which is pretty similar to what he did last year. Uh, he's coming off a huge World Cup. Uh, he should be a good source of threes and some sneaky assists with that second unit. All right, over to the San Antonio Spurs. The guy I got here is DeJounte Murray. He's coming off an ACL tear. He suffered last preseason, so he's like fully a year removed from that injury. Uh, it looks like he's already been inserted straight into the starting lineup in preseason. Um, yeah, he was he was touted as one, of the, as one of the main breakout candidates last year before the injury, so a bit of post-hype here. Uh, a lot of people forget that DeJounte was the youngest player in NBA history to make an all-defensive team in the 17-18 season. And he's yeah, one of the truly elite defensive guards in that season. He was the only player under 6'6 to get over 400 rebounds, 90 steals, and 30 blocks. That's why we like him. He gets uh, He's a guard that gets the, the big man stats. Uh, and in yesterday's preseason game against Miami, uh, Jimmy Butler on his debut was held scoreless throughout the first quarter as DeJounte completely shut him down. Uh, Pop loves him, and as the season goes on, I expect his minutes to rise uh, well into the 30s as he eases his way back from injury. Uh, Another guy um, that everyone's touting as a big breakout as well is Derek White. Uh, He really stepped up in DeJounte's absence uh, and ended up having a mini breakout year last season. Uh, But now with DeJounte back, White's path to PG minutes is still a little murky. Um, There's talk of them starting together in the backcourt, uh, but so far in the first two preseason games, that hasn't happened as Pop has opted to start Bryn Forbes, which yeah, I think it makes sense to start Bryn Forbes because um, the starting unit lacks like any shooters or like floor spaces. They've got DeRozan, who doesn't shoot any threes. Uh, they've got Aldridge, who doesn't shoot threes. Both of them are mid-range monsters. They've got Jakob Pertl, who doesn't shoot any threes whatsoever. And they've got DeJounte Murray, whose shot is still a bit questionable, although he worked on it in the... 
uh, off-season. Um, yeah, they're all not three-point shooters. And Forbes hit five of six threes in the opening um, preseason game, which, yeah, sort of reinforces Pop's decision to continue to bring Derek White off the bench. But I do think Derek White will get some minutes next to DeJounte, uh, which is also promising. But I just don't think they're going to start together. Um, out of the two, they're getting drafted pretty close to each other in most drafts. But I think I'm definitely going to go DeJounte Mario over Derek White just because his role's a bit more solidified. And I think DeJounte um, could definitely have a crack at getting Defensive Player of the Year. If not this year, he's definitely a future Defensive Player of the Year candidate. All right, over to the Toronto Raptors. The first guy I got here is Fred Van Vliet. I think Van Vliet's in the mix to fill the vacant uh, shooting guard spot left behind by Danny Green. But regardless of whether he starts, I think he's still in for big minutes, uh, playing backup point guard behind Lowry and either starting at shooting guard or playing as the backup shooting guard behind Norman Powell. Uh, we saw him establish himself as a legitimate scoring threat down the stretch in the playoffs, uh, as well as being a solid playmaker. In the opening preseason game, Van Vliet put up 16 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, albeit with Lowry out. Uh, it's a promising start nonetheless. Uh, another guy that's uh, going to have a crack at the starting shooting guard role is Norman Powell. But yeah, out of the two, I'm definitely going Van Vliet over Norman Powell. And uh, Powell's probably going undrafted in most of your leagues, so have a look on your waiver um, if he's floating around. Uh, maybe, maybe just pick him up and just see how it shakes out in preseason. Another guy from Toronto is OG Ananobi. Uh, it's a very promising sign that the Raptors refuse to include OG in any trade package for Kawhi. It shows they're super high in him and reportedly view him and Siakam as the perfect small forward and power forward combo uh, for the future of this team. Both like defensive studs uh, and like, yeah, pretty uh, athletic beasts. Uh, his stats from last year don't jump off the page. Uh, I think the hype could possibly be one year early on him. Uh, so maybe he's one for next year. But yeah, you never know. Uh, keep an eye on him just in case he rises from obscurity like uh, Siakam did last year. Uh, Siakam wasn't really on anyone's radar, uh, and then he just broke out out of nowhere. So OG could be that guy. Uh, over to the Utah Jazz, it's pretty hard to find a breakout candidate on this team. Um, I went with Royce O'Neal. Not totally sold on this, but yeah, I just had to pick someone. So there's talk of him being inserted into the starting lineup this year ahead of Joel Ingles. But in the opening preseason game against the Australian team, uh, Adelaide 36ers, O'Neal came off the bench and put up yeah 12 points and 6 assists. So yeah, he's got some ball handling ability. Uh, Conley and Mitchell were DMPs, so uh, it's hard to get a gauge on what the actual rotations were. Um, just have a look at their next preseason game, I guess, if you're interested in Royce O'Neal. Uh, the last team on the list, Washington Wizards. Could be a fantasy goldmine, as most rebuilding teams are, like them and uh, Charlotte Hornets. Just the unknown, I guess, it's worth taking a punt on a lot of these guys. Uh, so the first guy I think is, is a dead set lock to have a breakout season is Thomas Bryant. Uh, he has little to no competition behind him. They've just got Mo Wagner, who's he actually played all right. Uh, Jan Mahinmi, who's pretty washed and he's injured to start the season. Um, yeah, of course, they're a tanking team. Uh, they just paid Thomas Bryant the offseason, uh, invested interest to see him succeed. So, yeah, it's a great formula for a potential breakout. In the first preseason game, uh, Bryant put up 14 points, 14 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. Uh, lock him in to take a huge leap forward. 
Another guy is the rookie, Rui Hachimura. Like I mentioned above, he's got the same opportunities waiting for him uh, on this rebuilding team. Uh, as the first draft pick of the new regime, I think the Wizards have extra incentive to see Rui succeed. So I don't think it will be long before you see him playing above 30 minutes a night because he can play uh, small forward and power forward. So a few avenues for him to get quite a lot of minutes there. In his debut game, he put up 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, uh, went one of one from three in just 21 minutes. Last guy on this list is Mo Wagner. Like I said before, Jan Mahinmi is going to be out for the first month of the season. Uh, Wagner's been getting minutes as the backup center in preseason. In today's game, he put up 21 points, four rebounds, three threes, but he shot 90% from the field, which obviously isn't sustainable. But yeah, just a name to keep an eye on in preseason. All right, that's it for today's show, guys. On the next episode on Sunday... Most of the teams would have played at least two preseason games. So I'm going to go through the box scores, uh, some preseason news and the rotations. I'm also going to be releasing a draft cheat sheet with breakouts, sleepers, uh, who to stream for week one to get off to a good start. Uh, listen to next week's episode for more information about that and it will be free. So I'll just tell you how to get it on next week's episode. Uh, until then, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fantasy NBA Stats. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, please give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps out the show. Until next episode, catch ya.